I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We've got part three of our best 17 series, having a look at each and every team in this competition and seeing which players from their current squad would make their team's best 17 of all time. We dropped part one and part two yesterday. Uh, The response has been unreal. A lot of messages I'm getting off the back of it. A lot of people disagreeing, a lot of people agreeing. It is creating fantastic conversation and I love it. Part one, uh, that was the Queensland sides, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Dolphins and the Titans. Go back and have a listen to that if you haven't already from yesterday. And then part two, yesterday afternoon, we dropped the Canberra Raiders, the Melbourne Storm, the New Zealand Warriors, and the Newcastle Knights. Personally, I thought that episode was an absolute cracker, and it has caused a bit of a stir uh, between some fans uh, off the back of that, some of my opinions. So go and have a listen to it. Part three, that's the first bit we'll be dropping today, this podcast. We're going to go through the Sydney Roosters, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the Parramatta Eels, and the Penrith Panthers. So some absolute crackers to get through there, some clubs with some very rich history and uh, some clubs with some pretty impressive modern history as well. Uh, Part four coming a little bit later today. We've got the West Tigers, the Canterbury Bulldogs, the Manly Seagulls, the Dragons and the Cronulla Sharks. Not going to hide away from you guys. That one is going to be a little bit more of a tough carry uh, than most, uh, but will still be a very interesting episode. I've got a few interesting takes for you guys. As you guys know, each episode... I've gone through and nominated the guys that I think would make their best 17. Nominated some guys that I don't think are too far away either, but that just didn't make the cut for me. And then I've given you a Smokey for each of them. So the Smokey is a young guy that I think if their career plays out the way that I think it potentially could, they might be in the conversation to be in that best 17. So some really good conversations to be had there. I've also got a quote from you guys from my Instagram post the other day uh, discussing which players you think should get in from your team. So plenty to get stuck into. Let's rip and tear part three of the best 17s discussion. The Sydney Roosters are a foundation club. 
Been around for a very long time. So the Roosters and South Sydney, which are two of the teams we're talking about today, pretty tough for best 17 because obviously, you know, these two sides, they've won a lot of premierships between them. I think altogether, these two clubs combined, you're looking at about 36 premierships. I would say that probably 28 of them uh, probably came before the 1970s. So very, very tough to go back in time and work out exactly uh, who should be in sides and whatnot. It is very difficult, uh, but I'm going to do my very best using some of my modern knowledge. Uh, let's have a look at the Roosters. Now, the first guy that comes to mind for me is probably James Tedesco. Uh, I know that he isn't in the greatest form right now, but when you look at what he's achieved over his career, the back-to-back premierships, uh, you know, New South Wales captain, Kangaroos captain, I think he has to be in this side somewhere. I'm, I obviously grew up watching Anthony Minicello and absolutely loving Mini. I was lucky enough to have him on the podcast. Legend of a bloke and a great player. Uh, and you know what? I think that this conversation would be very different if injury didn't take down Anthony Minicello in his absolute prime. you got to remember 2005 he wins the Golden Boot Award uh, and then from then on he was just injured for the next four, five, six years. It was just ridiculous what happened to Anthony Minicello and I think he would have gone down as one of the best ones ever. I still think at that point though he was the Roosters best fullback that I had seen uh, but I do think that James Tedesco has slightly overtaken him so I think that Teddy uh, he would be my fullback. He gets in. I think Jared Rare Hargraves uh, not a one-club player because he played for the Manly Seagulls as a young bloke, but Jesus Christ, when I think JWH, I only think the Sydney Roosters. And uh, he's obviously a guy that won in 13, 18, and 19, a three-time premiership winner with the Sydney Roosters. Uh, the forward pack has been built off him for a very, very long time. Uh, the number one villain in Bondi. I think JWH would have to get a spot in the side somewhere. They've got some unbelievable front row forwards, obviously, headlined by the great Artie Beetson. Uh, but I think JWH WH. He is at least getting a bench spot, in my opinion. Uh, Daniel Tupu is another one that I think needs to be seriously considered. Obviously, they've had some fantastic wingers, the Roosters, guys like um, RTS, guys like Bill Mullins. Obviously, Brett Mullins was in the 0-2 grand final. Matty Singh, they've had some unbelievable wingers over the years. Uh, but for me, I do think Daniel Tupu, similar to JWH, I think people forget, a three-time premiership winner was part of the back-to-back. I think he scored in two out of those three grand finals as well and has been in this team for a very, very long time. So for me, I think Daniel Tupu probably gets a bait there as well without actually writing down my entire rooster side. I think he would be very, very hard to leave out, Daniel Tupu. A guy that came into the NRL, had a number of errors in his games and whatnot, uh, but he's just worked on his game and just improved year on year on year. Uh, And he's a guy that I think would get a bait. He's played 241 games to the Sydney Roosters, scoring 143 tries. A pretty impressive record there. You have a look at Grand Finals. He obviously scored in the 2013 Grand Final. He scored in the 2018 Grand Final as well. So scored in two of their three Grand Finals there. Um, Pretty impressive stuff. So I think Daniel Tupo, he would have to get a spot in my team somewhere. I think it'd be very hard to leave him out. Just going to type up a Sydney Roosters best 17 ever uh, to see what it sort of looks like there. Unless I'm sort of forgetting um, someone that I think think should be there. I think Daniel Tupu probably deserves a spot there. You've obviously got a, a lot of older guys like Kerry Boosted, Daly Messenger, um, Dave Browns, you know, a heap of these guys. But like, oh, I just typed one up and one of them actually had Roger Tuovasa-Sheck as a winger there. For me, Daniel Tupu has to be in the side over Roger Tuovasa-Sheck, so I'm pretty confident he would be able to find a spot in that side. What a 
team it is, though. Good God. Some unreal players in there. Uh, so, yeah, those are the guys that I think could get a bait. The only other one is Joey Manu, who I think needs to be considered. Obviously, uh, he's been you know, a uh, juggernaut in our game for quite some time, Joey Manu. Another one that needs to be seriously considered. The Roosters have had some unbelievable uh, centres over the years. You know, That's obviously where Dave Brown and whatnot played as well. So that does make it a little bit difficult, but I don't think there's any denying just how good uh, Joey Manu is, and he has to be at minimum in that conversation. And I wouldn't be surprised if we get to the end of his career and he's an automatic in that Roosters best side ever. So pretty strong pedigree there in the Newcastle Knights side. I think the other oh, Newcastle Knights, Sydney Roosters side, sorry. I think the other one that just needs to get a mention, um, Luke Keary. Now, simply because um, he he was, you know, the 5'8 in the team that won those two back-to-back premierships and he's got the Clive Churchill medal. I don't think he makes the side for me personally, but I do think he needs to be in the conversation. But I can't stress enough, I don't think Kiri makes the side for me. Uh, a quote from a Roosters fan here from Jacob Barrett says, Teddy, Tupu, JWH, and Kiri has an argument. I completely agree, mate, on Teddy, Tupu, and JWH. I think Kiri has an argument argument. I agree with you, Jacob, but I don't think I could get him in. I think Joey Manu is the other one that we need to consider there. Now, my Smokey from the Sydney Roosters, I've actually got a few here from the Sydney Roosters that I think could push there. Josh Wong, you guys all know how high I am on Wong. Um, I I think that he has got so much potential, it's not even funny. I think he could be the closest thing we've seen to Sonny Bill since Sonny Bill Williams. So Wong, he is definitely one that I believe could get up there. Lindsay Collins, I mean, not really a smoky anymore, I guess, but Fucky is putting together an impressive record, Lindsay Collins. The other one I want to throw in there, and this one's a little bit rogue because he has not played a game for the Sydney Roosters yet, but I think we also just need to keep an eye on Dominic Young. His record uh, up at the Newcastle Knights was incredibly impressive, and if the Roosters can have you know a few good seasons and he can be standing out on that sting, a fantastic finisher with a very good record so far. 51 games, he scored 43 tries, so pretty incredible to start his career there. Uh, I think on the end of that Roosters back line, Dominic Young, he could be pretty impressive. Only 22 years of age. So all going to plan, he could play 10 years on the end of a Roosters back line that you would have to assume will always have pretty quality players there. So Dominic Young is another one that I think we need to keep in mind. Uh, played 25 games this year, scored 25 tries. So a pretty impressive strike rate. Once again, if the Roosters can play their best footy over the next few years, Dominic Young, he could explode and score a stack of tries. All right, that is the Roosters done and dusted. Let's move. To the Crosstown Rivals, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. We're going to step over Anzac Parade now. For the South Sydney Rabbitohs, guy, and once again, I can't stress enough, another club like the Roosters, very rich history. They've got a number of fantastic players that have come before the current group. So it is, I think it's one of the harder teams to get into. South Sydney Rabbitohs, they've won 21 premierships, uh, but, you know, they've obviously won one premiership in the last 30 years or, or whatever it might be, 30, 40 years. So... You know, obviously, a lot of their greatest players were from yesteryear, even like, you know, from, from, from before the war and everything. So, does make it very, very tough. Uh, for me, though, I think that 
Latrell and Cody would be in the conversation. Uh, Latrell Mitchell obviously trying to get in at fullback, but the South Sydney Rabbitohs obviously had Clive Churchill, who many consider to be the greatest of all time uh, and an immortal of our game. So tough for Latrell to get in there, maybe at centre. Uh, Cody Walker, I think, would be up there. Hasn't won a competition, obviously, so that makes it tough. Same as Latrell uh, in, a, in a club that has such a rich history of winning premierships. Uh, I do think you need to stack some comps to be able to get into that conversation. Uh, Cam Murray, I think he's a really interesting one. He's the captain captain of the club. He's in the very early parts of his career, but I think he's the sort of guy that I could maybe find a bench spot for. A little bit easier to find a spot in these teams if you are a forward over a back, obviously, uh, which favours Cam Murray over Latrell and Cody. Uh, I think Damien Cook's another one that would be in the conversation. Uh, they've obviously had a number of fantastic hookers. Uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, obviously Isaac Luke, Craig Wing, and going back further than that, you've got some absolute champions. Uh, but Cook in the conversation, probably don't think he'd get in, though. The one that I do think should get in there is Alex Johnson and as I said, a club that has such a rich history of winning premierships you kind of need to win comps to be in this team I think and AJ, you know he hasn't won 8 comps or 7 comps or an unbelievable amount, he's won 1 premiership but he is, you know, the highest try scorer in the club's history, he's in the top 4 sorry, I think top 3 most tries in rugby league history so I think Alex Johnson, he has to be one of the wingers in this side I know there's probably going to be players that achieved more than AJ but my god his try scoring feats and whatnot, I, I, I think he just simply has to be there. So Alex Johnson is the one that I'm probably most confident I would lock into the South Sydney Rabbitohs best side ever. Very good chance he chases down Ken Irvine's record. Obviously, um, the Ken Irvine medal goes to the person that scores the most tries each, each season. It's going to be wild if Alex Johnson actually breaks that record. I wonder what they'll do with that award. But AJ, I think he has to be in the South Sydney Rabbitohs best side ever. Is he the best player in the Rabbitohs team right now? No, he's not. Uh, is he in the top five? I'm not sure, probably, uh, but I think that what he's done in his specific position at his specific club uh, that has a very rich history, I think he has to be up there. And he's one of the few Rabbitohs still running around who was there in 2014 to win that premiership. So pretty special stuff there. Uh, and I think that has to elevate him um, to some extent, AJ. So I would have him in that side. Uh, from you guys. This one's from Jikalau. But brother, I apologize if I pronounce that wrong. I've looked at it three or four times uh, and not quite sure how to pronounce it, so I do apologize for that, mate. But a passionate South fan, uh, he says, AJ surely Cam Murray off the bench. I wouldn't push back on this at all. I think AJ has to be just about locked into this side. And Cam Murray, I agree with you, mate. It wouldn't surprise me if he comes off the bench. Uh, my Smokey. My Smokey to get into this side, I think very similar to Cam Murray. I think what we've seen of Talos Duncan so far has been very, very impressive. Uh, I think that he's a guy that could potentially force his way in. I think he could be a little bit like Cam Murray. I think he's going to be a real clubman. I think he's going to be a rep footballer, but he's got a little bit of shit in his game as well, which I love. So I think he could sort of be the partner in crime to Cam Murray. Cam Murray is very much a clean skin, does everything right, says all the right things, does all the right things. I think that Talos Duncan, he's got a little bit more lunatic about him, which is what you need in footy sides realistically. So out of all the South Sydney guys, he's probably the one that I give the best hope to. He's very young as well, so he's got a whole career ahead of him, but it's going to take a lot. My God, it's going to take a lot to get into a side featuring guys like Sam Burgess, Ronnie Coote, like Clive Churchill, Greg Inglis, all the legends of our game. It is very, very tough. But yeah, that's my thoughts on the South Sydney Rabbitohs there. They're their they're best side ever and who I think has a chance to get into that side. But I do think Alex Johnson is a lock to be on the wing in their greatest team ever. And I think Cam Murray, if he's, if he's not on the bench now... 
I personally think by the end of his career, he will absolutely shit into a bench spot, potentially maybe the 13 spot, but he'd have to achieve a lot and probably stack a few comps. Being a premiership winning captain, uh, that would definitely help that cause for Cam Murray. All right, let's move to the Parramatta Eels, who were obviously very dominant in the 80s. Uh, haven't won a premiership since then, uh, so that does make it hard. Obviously, 81, 82, 83, uh, and they won in 86 as well. So four premierships in that period. A lot of the guys would feature from that period. Same as the Penrith Panthers that we'll talk about soon from the more modern period. But Parramatta, it's a hard team to get into because they have been, as much as they haven't won a comp, they're always pretty relevant. They've always had good players, so it is tough. Uh, And when I look at the Parramatta side, I don't think right now they're at their absolute best. It's not a bad squad, uh, but there isn't any absolute elite talent in there for me. I think that they've got a lot of guys that are in the top five in their position in the game, but not many that I think are like absolute standout number one. So it's really interesting. I think the guys that come to mind realistically, Clint Gutherson, he's obviously been a fantastic player for a long time for them, uh, but he, you know, he isn't probably in that top five fullbacks for me. He's thereabouts. You couldn't have him probably any higher than three, I don't think at the moment, but obviously Parramatta, they've had some great fullbacks over the years that have achieved some huge things. So Gutho, probably couldn't have him in there. I think Junior's a really good shot. Um, obviously, you know, yeah, Ray Price, uh, Bear O'Reilly, Kalos, like they've had some fantastic front row forwards. Uh, Fui Fui Moimoy you could throw in there as well. I think Junior is right up there. Obviously, club captain at the moment. He's probably the closest one to getting in. Uh, But yeah, they're the only ones that I could sort of get in. From a Parramatta fan here, Nacho Robertson. It's tough, but I think Junior gets a spot in the best 17. And yeah, I, I think there is a chance Junior could get a spot on the bench, uh, but even then, it's it's touch and go, to be honest with you. I would have to write down the entire team and see how we went. I'll just have a look at a Parramatta best 17 online as well, just to see uh, who they have gone for here. Uh, Parramatta Eels best 17 ever, because I, I do think Junior is probably the only one uh, that I could sort of look to. Uh, I, I just think outside of that, it'd be pretty tough. Uh, so what have they gone for? Kenny Thornett, Mick Cronin. Um, who else have we got? Just having a look through the side here. Uh, Ella, Eric Groth, what a side. Brett Kenny, Peter Sterling, obviously the halves. Um, so their front row forwards were Nathan Kalis, who obviously was fantastic for Parramatta for a long period. Captain of New Zealand as well. Uh, Bob O'Reilly, another champion of our game. Uh, they had Ray Price at 13, so I couldn't put Junior in the team over any of those guys, so maybe he gets a, a bench spot, uh, but then you'd have to, yeah, geez, there's still a number of guys for him to overcome to get in there. Very, very tough. Obviously, Moy Moy, I think he would have to be one of them as well. Uh, so, yeah, pretty tough, but more, uh, I think that uh, Junior's probably got the best hope of all the players in this current side. Um, now, I think that our comment from you guys, have I read that out yet? Was uh, Yeah, Nacho Robertson said it's tough, but Junior gets a spot in the best 17. Potentially, uh, let's have a look at my Smokey. Now, my Smokey's a really interesting one. Now, when you're picking a best 17, it's really interesting who gets the 14 jersey. Is there a second hooker? Is there a ball player? Someone like that. For me... I think the guy that's got the best hope of getting into the best 17 from all of them at the moment is probably Mitchie Moses. Because I think that if the Parramatta Eels manage to win a comp and Mitch Moses is the one to finally end the drought, for me, you couldn't put him in over Peter Sterling. But I think if Mitch Moses is the one to end the drought, I think he goes straight into the 14 jersey. It's the longest drought in rugby league. Uh, it's talked about every single year. They've been trying to 
Phil Peter Sterling's jersey for 40 plus years now. If I, I personally think if Mitch Moses is the guy to do so and win a premiership with this side, I think he probably goes into that best 17. Probably in jersey 14. I probably couldn't put him in there over... Peter Sterling. In fact, I definitely couldn't put him in there over Peter Sterling. I don't, I, there's, I don't uh, you know, outside of Mitch Moses winning five premierships in the next few years, I don't think it, it's possible uh, for him to get in over Peter Sterling. But I think he's the Smokey that could win the 14 jersey there. No one else really stood out to me, if I'm being completely honest with you guys. Pensini, I really like him. Young fellow with a heap of ability. Uh, but there's some pretty handy centers to get in over. Guys like Cronin and whatnot. So... Big, big test to be able to get into that side. Mick Cronin and Steve Ella, uh, the two that come to mind for me. So pretty tough there. But I think Mitch Moses, he's the best sort of smoky, if that's what you want to call him. But he would have to achieve a lot in a short amount of time. All right, let's move to... The Penrith Panthers. Good God, what an interesting one this is. The Penny Panthers, uh, they've got a, a very rich history, uh, obviously winning two premierships uh, in 1991 and then in 2003. The 2003 sort of came from nowhere. 91 was a real traditional premiership. They led up to it for years. They lost the grand final. They came back and won it. Uh, some champion players to come out of those sides. And, uh, you know, when you put together your best Panthers side, you know, it obviously mentioned, like, it features guys like Greg Alexander, Features guys like Brad Fittler, uh, Craig Gower, Preston Campbell, Reese Wesser, Mark Geyer. Some absolute greats in that side. Uh, but I think that what the Panthers have done over the last four years... I think a lot of those guys have to feature. And I personally think the best Penrith side ever, the best 17 ever, it has to be very 2020 heavy. I think it has to be a lot of those guys that have won the last few premierships. For me, the absolute shit-ins, there is no question about it whatsoever. Nathan Cleary, I do remember... At the end of the 2021 season, he won his first premiership. Nathan Cleary is the Clive Churchill medalist. We had him on. And I remember saying to people, who is the best halfback for the Penrith Panthers of their premiership winning halfbacks? Craig Gower, Greg Alexander, Nathan Cleary. I remember saying then I thought Nathan Cleary would eclipse these other guys just because he's so young and the team they've got. I think now there is no question whatsoever he has. Three premierships in a row, two Clive Churchill medals. Brandy, one of the greatest players we've ever seen. I absolutely love Greg Alexander. Could play halfback, fullback could even jump in the centers in the wing, played wing for the Kangaroos on a number of occasions. I remember a test in on the 1990 Kangaroo Tour that I've watched. Brandy, I think he scored four tries on the wing doing backflips uh, in the south of France, so pretty special stuff. But it has to be Nathan Cleary for me. It has to be the halfback. Um, James Fisher-Harris and Mosley-Otta winning three premierships in a row as the front row forward there. They have to be there. They are the starting front row forwards for me. Uh, Jerome Luai, he's one that's interesting. You've obviously got you know Preston Campbell. Uh, a lot of people would put Brad Fittler there, but he actually played in the centers in the 91 grand final and all that. So I think Freddie would probably be a center. Uh, but Jerome Lewis is an interesting one. I think I would probably have him there, to be honest with you. I think Liam Martin has to get a spot. I think Brian Toto is an absolute shit in to get a spot. He has to be there. Stephen Crichton, there is no doubt whatsoever. Critter has to be there. So you're probably looking at your centers being Critter and either Brad Fittler or Ryan Girdley. You can take your pick of those two. I'd probably lean towards Freddie, but Christ, I feel very, very sorry for Ryan Girdler in that situation. And Isaiah Yo, the lock forward, he simply has to be there as well. Scotty Sattler was probably previously there for his big tackle, but Isaiah Yo, what he's done, I think he has to be there. So for me, Cleary, Fisher-Harris, Liotta, Martin, To'o, Critter, and Isaiah Yo, those are the automatics. Dylan Edwards as well. Sorry, you'd have to throw Dylan Edwards in there. Uh, I think that he would, you obviously got... 
you know, Reese Wester, who was fantastic, but Dylan Edwards winning three premierships in a row and a Clive, uh, he has to be there. So Cleary, Fish, Liotta, Martin, To'o, Critter, Yo, Edwards. And I personally think Jerome Luai, uh, but I think a lot of people will push back on that. Let's go uh, to M-Dub. Penrith, uh... Uh, Penrith very shaped by the three-peat, which can't be ignored. Cleary, Yo, Critter, Bizza, Bash Brothers, and probably Romy. So we're on a very similar line of thinking there. I still think Edwards has to be there as well, though. Uh, I'm sure that M-Dub just forgot to mention Dylan Edwards there, but I think he has to be there. Three premierships and a Clive Churchill medal. uh, That's enough for me. has to be the fullback for me. Um, Now, my Smokey. Really interesting, and this is one that there will probably be a little bit of pushback here, but I think I think when I first say it, you'll go, Jesus, really? But I think I can put together a pretty good argument for it. So, obviously, there's guys like Isaac Tungo that I love. There's guys like Taylor May, who I think could also force their way into that sort of stratosphere. There's guys like Scotty Sorensen. Uh, there's a number of very good players. For me, though... I think Mitch Kenny's one we have to start to consider. He's now won two premierships. Yeah, he was fantastic in that grand final the other night. I think he's going to be the starting hooker moving forward. So I'm going to back Mitch Kenny to win another comp in the next few years. I think he stays in this team long term. I think he's shown Ivan Cleary that he can be trusted in this side. And I think he's also the perfect guy for the Panthers because you're never going to have to pay him huge overs. Mitch Kenny's going to be fucking stoked to be a part of it. He's never going to play rep football. So, oh, well, I don't think he's going to play rep football anyway. He might prove me wrong there. But I just think he's going to be the perfect salary cap hooker for the Penrith Panthers, and you know he's going to do a job. Defensively, he's going to be fantastic. His attacking game is developing out of sight, so I think he wins a few more premierships, to be honest. I think he's got two at the moment. I think he wins more. Um, Straight away, you know, Luke Prittis, I've said for a long time, I think his his Clive Churchill winning performance in 2003 is the greatest grand final performance I've seen. Maybe Nathan Cleary eclipsed that the other night, but he was pretty average for the first 60 minutes, so I'd probably still go Luke Prittis, to be fair. Uh, But I think the Mitch Kenny winning two comps. Potentially, he's jumped in front of Luke Prittis. Uh, and I also think that, you know, Royce Simmons obviously scored two tries uh, in that grand final in 1991, a club legend. But I think that Mitch Kenny's going to stack up enough to get in front of him as well. Royce Simmons, to be fair, a uh, guy that played for the Kangaroos, a legend of our game. So I would have him as my number one hooker right now. Um, obviously, Luke Prittis, I think he played for the Kangaroos as well, maybe during the Super League period. Won a comp with the Broncos as well. But I think Mitch Kenny's my smoky that most people probably wouldn't consider. I think there's a good chance he finishes his career with three or four premierships under his belt. First try scorer in the grand final the other night as well. That's two premiership winning victories he started in in a row. So pretty impressive stuff for Mitch Kenny. I personally think by the end of his career he'll have a few premierships stacked up. He'll be an important defensive part of a great side. I think he'll probably be uh, the Panthers' best hooker when his career is said and done, which is crazy that I started this season going, Mitch Kenny's the biggest fucking problem. They need to find another hooker. This is why Sonny Luke's going to be so important. Mitch Kenny has left egg all over my face, proven me completely wrong, and now my hopes for him are so high, it is just ridiculous. Guys, that will do us for part three. Went through the Panthers, went through the Parramatta Eels, the Roosters, and the South Sydney Rabbitohs yesterday. If you want to go back and have a listen to those podcasts, went through part two, the Raiders, Storm, New Zealand, and the Newcastle Knights. And yesterday, also, we had all the Queensland clubs, the North Queensland Cowboys, the Broncos, the Dolphins, and the Gold Coast Titans. Coming a little bit later today, we're going to have part four. I'm not going to hide away from you guys. This one's going to be a bit of a tough carry. The Tigers, the Bulldogs, the Manly Seagulls, the Dragons, and the Sharks. The Sharks being the only one of those sides that that play finals footy this year, and they didn't win a finals game. So none of these clubs... 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are at a spot that I think they'd be overly happy with. I think the Sharkies would be most happy with their current position, but they have still got a lot to achieve to push themselves into really happy with where they are. So that one's probably going to be a little bit of a tough carry, but it might make the conversation even more interesting when it comes to these things. I don't think many of these guys will make their best 17s ever. So I think the focus will be more so on the potential guys that could make it or the guys that we think could develop into players that could make it. So still an interesting chat coming your way this afternoon on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 